faith today. We're going to talk about prayer today. We're going to talk about intercession today. And we, but I think mainly I want to, I want to just clarify that, that when we, and really what I'm going to talk about, this is the main thing I will talk about today, is that, is that faith moves or shifts heaven and earth. And so how many believe that? I believe we, we, we shake something in heaven and it manifests on the earth. And that's what I truly believe that happens when we, when we pray, believe, and do not doubt. Let me say that again. When we pray, we believe, and we do not doubt. And because I know that the Lord is... Uh, see, here's the thing. We have access... So that means you're not afar off. You have complete access to the Father. And so your eyes want to behold him for who he is. And so as we go before the Lord, if I take all my orphan thinking, if I take all my orphan thinking, I believe I come back with little results because I'm not believing that God wants to give me the, not, not just the desires of my heart, but he wants to do things, all things according to his purposes in my life. And so as we come together tonight, I just, I, there's powerful things that I, I've just watched all of a sudden become manifest and some of the things that are happening internationally. You know, there's been a lot of ministries that have just gone on fast for 21 days and we kind of came in on the 14th ourselves because of, of my own selfish reasons. My son was in town and I didn't want to stop eating, so... But, but I just know I felt that there was a timing to the 22nd because I felt like the month of February was critical for things to be happening, shaking, and moving. And so as we, as we just come into agreement, I'll tell you, Friday, stuff moved. I mean, excuse me, Tuesday night as we gathered, everything began to move and shake in the atmosphere. And then I, I started going back and I started looking at when things began to move. Like, I was just talking to Chris about this, was the UK just starting to lift all their stuff. Like, mass mandates, COVID, you know, all the things that have been kind of set in place to, to, to paralyze everyone in their motion and they're moving around the nations. But all the UK is beginning to follow. Scotland followed, Wales followed. So there are things that are loosening. Everyone say loosening. And, and we have to just understand that God wants to loose things. And, uh, yeah, and then we got that whole trucker thing going on in Canada. Something's going to break and move, right? Because it's not just people's will. It's the Lord himself that wants to move things. Even in our own government, you know, mandates that they were trying to do over the, over the um, government employees and all these other things, some things got smacked down in court. And so that's just been over the last 30 days, really. This is, in, this is powerful, powerful things. And so I just have to encourage you to stay in this place of agreement and believement. <laughs> it's not even a word. But I want you to be in a place where you believe the Lord for things that you, you just can't even comprehend him doing. And so I just want to look at a few things because there has to be an, a fresh anointing on your life. Ready? On our churches 
The, the church has to activate the anointing because the anointing breaks the yoke. So we're just going to hit a couple things, and I'm going to touch on what a fast looks like. Isaiah 58. Let's just go there real quick. I say real quick, but I just want us to look at a few scriptures because I truly believe, you know, as we fast and pray, or I should say pray and fast, <laughs> or however you want to do it, we, I can't just stop eating. It's only starving myself. Unless I just begin to, you know, begin to go before the Lord. And, and the whole thing is about consecration, consecrating your life. And it's really about feasting on the Lord. Ready? So as I remove these other things, and it gives me, like, I don't spend a lot. Actually, my wife's been making amazing Daniel meals, so I don't know. But I don't do the labor. So Holy Spirit wants us to, to be in a place where we're not spending a lot of time on other things. He wants us devoted to him. And even as I said tonight earlier about ministering to the Lord, like, we come here to minister to the Lord. Yes, you listen to me speak and really receive a message, but ultimately you come to spend time with one another and minister before the Lord and come and receive something from Jesus. Amen? And, and I, I have to just hit a couple places because I truly believe that the Lord wants us to understand some things. So I'm just going to hit verse 6, a couple verses in Isaiah 58. And it says this, it's... it's in verse 6, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke? And the Lord wants us to be free from every yoke. He wants the United States to be free from every yoke that's not of him. He wants the church, let's just go there first, really, before the rest of the country, because the church needs to be freed from every yoke, okay? And, and you and I are a part of that, and how do I position myself to be freed from every yoke? I, I posture myself in prayer, and I'm not saying I do things to get, but I do position myself before the Lord so that he'll minister to me and begin to, guess what he does as I'm fasting? He begins to read me some things that I need to remove, like, I already removed food. Why do I have to remove this now? You know? But you understand what I'm saying. When the, the Holy Spirit begins to convict us, and conviction is a good thing. Condemnation is not of the Lord. But we, we confuse conviction and condemnation these days. And, and I can't call what's evil good because I think it's a, a religious thing. All right? So here we go. As the Lord begins to unloosen things, it comes through by one of the things it says in Isaiah here is by a fast. And now I don't, we don't, I, over the 40 days, we haven't dictated what anyone's fast looks like. Like, I'm still trying to figure out mine. I still got a whole 22 days to go. So I'm, but I know the Lord is helping everyone in, in their own way. And it doesn't matter. As long as we have a corporate mindset, God, you're going to begin to do something, and it's going to begin to loosen things, and we're going to watch the Lord do this. So as we, you know, as we continue to just look, verse 8 says, Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing will spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go forth before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And, and then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. I like that. Like, I don't, it's just I separate myself so that the Lord comes and he begins to answer and he begins to move things in my life according to what? 
according to my love for him, nothing else. Somebody. Really, it's because I love him and I desire him and I want to see him do things. And, and I, want, I want to be free in every area of my life. I don't want anything inhibiting my walk. I don't want anything holding me back and trying to keep me in a lock of bondage like there's things that he wants to remove. So I just freely give those things. That's called surrender. And so as I surrender and my life is consecrated and it doesn't have to just be the guy up here. Yeah, it better be. But you understand what I'm saying? It's, call, it's a calling to every believer. That we're to be consecrated before the Lord. That we live in this place where we allow him to take and remove things. Put me in the right place. Position me in the places I need to be. Like I don't miss anything because I, the voice of the Lord is becoming so clear. And so it says you shall cry and he will hear you say and here I am. And then, then I just wanted to jump down to... Um, Verse 11, then the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. What does that mean? That means that I don't have to go through a dry season. That means even when, even when maybe there's not as much, let's just say, activity, the Lord's still there. Like, I don't see all kinds of crazy things happening. But then all of a sudden you go into seasons with... as. As Gloria just said, you sowed seeds and then they come back and all of a sudden the timing explodes in your life. And don't you want an explosion of God? Even when you just, these are the things that I was talking about a few weeks ago that we've been just been faithful in certain things. As, we, as we're faithful, all of a sudden the fruit just starts popping out of nowhere. And I'm telling you, the Lord is calling you to live in this place of just being faithful and walking with him and trusting him. Everyone trusting him. I mean, when I, when I trust him, everything's going to be all right. Even though it may be chaotic all around, even though my family may look like a mess, and my, you know, even though all these things may look crazy, even though the world's, you know, falling apart, I trust in the Lord and everything else is going to be all right. And so he wants us to be positioned like this. And then he says, uh, satisfy your soul in drought and then strengthen your bones and you shall become like a watered garden. Amen. And what does a watered garden look like? Lots of fruits, lots of vegetables. Sun comes, radiant glory comes, and you just begin to all of a sudden start being able to pick stuff because it's growing. And God's going to bring such an abundance to your life because you are faithful and you continually wait before the Lord and you are satisfied by one. Really, it's one. Like all the other things don't matter, it's one. And so, then it says like a, like a spring of water whose, water whose waters do not fail. Amen? Like that's that river of living water that Jesus talked about that comes out of your life, just manifests because everywhere you go, all of a sudden there's an outpouring of his presence. Like, we, we need to be those that, and as I talked before, it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that all of a sudden just impregnates us, right? The, the anointing, the oil just begins to bring things that have been hidden in your life that God's been trying to pull out of you. It all of a sudden begins to flow. And so, we, and then it goes on to about 
uh, building the ancient ruins, but I'm just going to jump back over to uh, Isaiah 10. Right? And we need, we need you to just understand this. And I talked about it a little bit. At verse 27, famous verse. But I just want you to see, if you look at 24 and 25 and 26, it's talking about the miraculous moving of God. <laughs> it talks about God coming in and doing miraculous things. Right? It talks about these, these places of where, the, um, where the Lord of hosts will stir up a scourge for him in verse 26, like the slaughter of Midian. It was, it, was, it was like this. Israel called upon the name of the Lord, and then they woke up, and everyone was dead on the field. Because the Lord showed up and, and destroyed all their enemies. They didn't have to do anything. And so, as a type, I just want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is here to destroy every enemy in your life, like to take control over everything. As I continue to yield and as I continue to wait, he does it. Amen. He does it. And I just, as I'm waiting, so it's, then it goes on to say, the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Horeb. And then it says, as his rod was on the sea, so... Will he lift up in the manner of the Egypt? This was the same thing, ready? Moses got to the, to the Red Sea. Moses got to that point of, Lord, if you don't show up now, we're toast. And he, put, he said, what do you have in your hand? And again, it was the rod of God that delivered them, right? And so, but as it says in 27, it says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulders, and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And so here we, here we go. I just want you to see as we press in. This is, these are the things. We need to abide, number one, in the anointing. You must abide in the anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing comes from Jesus. And as you abide in Christ, the anointing flows in your life. As you continue to just simply abide in the Lord... The anointing flows to your life in power and in strength and without hindrance. Everyone say without hindrance. This is the whole thing. You don't want, the Lord is trying to get us to walk with a, in, a, in such a place where there is no hindrance to what he's doing in this hour. And so the anointing oil, and then you go over, you just go from 27 and I'll send you right to 11 too. This is what Jesus looks like on his people. This is what the Spirit of the Lord was when it rested upon Jesus. Because it's prophetic of the Lord. It says, There shall come forth a rod from, from the stem of Jesse, a, a, a branch that shall grow out of its roots. Hmm. Everyone say his roots. Come on, as we're rooted in the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is just giving you, infusing you, flowing oil into you, flowing a fresh a fresh anointing of his presence and power to you so that you can walk in everything he's called you to. He's going to begin to speak to, I, as, I'm, as I'm looking at this guy over here, I, I just feel like God is, is speaking even to the younger generation before we even know, we can't even understand how he's going to begin to speak to the generation that's sitting, waiting. You know, we think they're, they're learning stuff in Sunday school. Good. 
good. Get ready, because if they flow in an anointing, if they're pure from the beginning, if they, if they just continue in purity, wow, the flow of God in their lives. Because they're like sponges, they just and they believe God for the simplest things. Because I remember as, as, as my kids were growing up, they would just believe. They would just believe. Josiah, tearing the crutches out of Lisa's arms. Walk, Mom, walk. You know, walk on your busted up knee. It didn't matter. No, really. We, it's just the way it was. Like, we were in a place, and that's, that's what the kids believed. And so we, what happens is we start giving them our stuff. Well, he might not. No, he will. Because his word says so. And so I, I, you need the spirit of the Lord upon you. You need, I need the anointing of God on my life. And I need to abide in that and rest in it, right? It rested because for Jesus, it said when he came up, right, out of, after being tempted, it says that he came up out of the, out of the place of temptation and he, he opened the scroll and he said, the spirit of the Lord rests upon him. He just began to prophesy Isaiah 61, right, again, all over and began to release what was already on his life. And so you have this same spirit on you. You know that. Amen. And so there has to be that place where we understand, I want the spirit of wisdom on my life. I want the spirit of understanding. I want the spirit. I, you, you've, it's available. It's available. And we just have to position ourselves to be prepared for him to do whatever he's going to do when he wants to do it. And then I just felt like the Lord was saying a few things. Ready? I'll give them to you quick and then I'll go back over them. But abiding in the anointing is number one abiding in his word and he is his word and he is always true to his word believing and declaring according to what his spirit as you believe and declare according to his spirit God begins to shift and move what I said I started with the title it he begins to shift things in the atmosphere in heaven and then it manifests on the earth now, I don't know about you, but I know when God shows up in a prayer time. I don't know about you, but I knew that Tuesday after evening when all of a sudden there was a, I just had a word in my spirit and it came through a conversation. And I just had one word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release faith to move mountains. How many need some mountain moving faith to manifest in their lives? And God, the Lord himself is going to do it. He's going to do it. And he's going to bring such a confidence, can I say that, in your life that you begin to understand and know what he's about to do before he even does it. Come on. And I have to just encourage us with this because God is doing powerful things. So I look at the things that are happening in the nations, right? I see those things. And, and, and even that every one of us needs to take our place. Right, so here's the thing. Acts chapter 2 says when they were in one place, in one accord. They were in one accord and in one place. And this is where the, the body of Christ is to, to step into right, right now. I, I know it should have been all throughout history. But right now, we're in a posture, right? As this body itself begins to posture itself in a place where we're in one place, in one accord. And I believe that God is about to move heaven and earth. He's already doing it because I'm going to testify. It was, just, it was just Tuesday that something shifted. And I don't even know how to do this. But I'll, I'll just 
I'm going to explain what's about what I'm about to show you because I, I just we just put up a, a video, but give me one second. And and what happened? Here's the deal. So I'm just going to we're going to have some highlights. It's actually the audio from the prayer meeting. Now here's what I saw happen. I could feel things moving, and honestly, I don't usually. I just I ask permission to take over. <laughs> Like, I should be able to take over anytime I want. But I asked permission, right? No, I'm just saying, I asked permission. Can I, I have something? If no one's got anything, I've got something. And so we had had a conversation, and I'd been going back and forth about the church down the street for, right? We had gone two sessions, and I'm like, we're coming up dead. And so I had one more, like, last-ditch thing that I'm like, okay, God, if this doesn't work, then I'm done. That's it. Like, this is it, last one. Like, Hail Mary, no pun intended, right? So I realized that if I didn't, if I didn't, like, take the thing by the horns, like, really, and, and we've been, don't, I'll just say this, we've been praying. And someone says, well, why you got to get so aggressive? Because sometimes you got to get aggressive, Okay. And so I know that people have been praying, and, I, and we've all been in one accord, and we've been fasting, and we've been waiting on the Lord. Not just for that, because if I'm, if I'm only thinking about one thing that we're doing, then that, that's shallow and weird. No, really. Because I, I want to see the Lord move in everyone's life in here, but I also know that there's a bigger picture that the Lord wants to just pull back things for, for a harvest to come forth just not just in this region, but all over America, all over the earth, amen. Because this is this is the Lord's plan for the earth is that the, that the end time harvest would flow, and the people would that the army of God would just begin to rise up. And so, so I had I had written. I actually went to bed, and I believe it was the Thursday night before. Oh, it was Monday. I woke up with it right, and I had to send that off. That's what I did. So Monday, I had woken up. I said, I can't, I can't even fast. Because who wants to? I don't want to be dealing with a building while I'm trying to fast. No, seriously. You know, it's not like one of those things that I want to be dealing with. Not my favorite thing, dealing with real estate, trying to get things to move. So I, I send a last e effort, and I just explained. I said, listen, I was just, I talked to my contact. I said, I was just in a Catholic church up in Manchester. You guys know the story. I was in a Catholic church ministering. It wasn't a Catholic church anymore. It was sold directly to Shiloh Ministries. And so I realized that in that, that something is not right. So something has to change. And so I just, those things that I began to uh, write down, I said, here's the thing. My, my mindset is this, that it's almost discriminatory. I use those words. I said, I feel like, I feel like we, you did it here, but you won't do it for us. And... And I, I want an opportunity to go to the bishop and, and give, you know, my vision for, for our ministry. That's what I wanted, you know, and I'm, that's it, really. And so I sent that off, and I hadn't talked to um, the owner, and I finally did on, it was Tuesday, right? So Tuesday I talked to him. And I just said, listen, I just sent this off. If, if we buy this property, they won't insure it. And then if I don't get it insured, I can't have people in it. I can't occupy it. It'll be in trouble. We'll be in trouble. So I had to, I sent another letter back. And he said, yeah, that's good. He goes, I'm already going to have a conversation with the guy who sent us the rejection letter. 
I said, good, we're getting them from both sides. So here's the deal. I just said, well, he said, extra prayers tonight. I said, oh, no. And the Lord put in my heart, mountain moving prayers. And so that's what I did. And I said, I'm expecting favor. And, of course, my Jewish friend said to me, you should always expect favor. Right? So I was like, oh, man, that's really good. I'm feeling very encouraged. So when we came in here, it was all about mountain moving faith. It was all about it. So I'm going to, let's play that now, and then we'll go with it. How many know God can move them? That's the building. There you go. Yeah, he can move mountains. He wants to shake the mountains. He wants to remove the things that get in the way. And things that we see as mountains, I don't think he sees as mountains. It's got to move. <laughs> it has to move. And Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Before February, something's got to move. And so tonight, I just even want to focus on what the Lord is even doing down the street. Because we're at a moment of decision right now. And I believe that the Lord wants this thing for us. I believe he does. And the Lord's like, it's just me. It's just what I do. And Lord, I even make a bold confession, Father, that you shift even real estate for us right now in the minds of religious thinking and powers and principalities don't, that don't want to let things go and move. Lord, we take authority over it right now. I want you in agreement with me 100% right now. And I thank you, Father, for breaking out and breaking through. We curse the fig tree that's not bearing fruit right now. We curse it just like you cursed it. And we thank you, Father, that it just like the fire comes and burns up the brushwood, you come to burn and remove everything that gets in the way of your purposes. Yeah, he's that powerful that he can do it. I believe that. So I thank you, Father, for moving earth. I thank you for moving mountains and earth. So, God, we thank you that nothing gets in the way of the highway of holiness that you're bringing right now in these moments. Yeah, right now, in heaven and earth, oh, you move every mountain, yes, you move every mountain. We praise you, for you are able to do. So Jesus said, have faith. In God and say to this mountain be thou removed we thank you for moving mountains all around us right now move out of our way every mountain Also be something that God wants to give you. This is the God you are. 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 You 
this mountain hands on this mountain glory falls on this mountain he's on the mountain glory falls on this mountain you're on this mountain glory falls on this mountain I thank you, Lord, that with the voice of the Lord is going to be triumphant in our lives and not the echo of the enemy and, and the echo of our past. And a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. You moved the mountains, and now we will run. It's finished. It's done. So what happened was on Tuesday, on Tuesday, Wednesday morning, I wake up, and I got 10 at 10 a.m., and I was leaving, like, no. Oh, 10.07. 11.07. You missed. 11.07. Yeah. I, so at 11.07, I got a, a text saying they're going to they're gonna change it. So that was on Wednesday. We'll we'll see what it looks like, but we got a, we got a movement. We got a movement. So, but that was just like six minutes of a two and a half hour press set. But literally, I felt like seriously push. Like you can make me push stuff. That's fine. I'll dig. But I just got up, and honestly, I don't do this. I, I, pretty much, we began to pray, and I prayed like the first 50 minutes, like up here, pacing back and forth like I was at, you know, IHOP or something. <laughs> but seriously, but seriously, but God moved, and it wasn't just that. You saw, see, there was so much, even in the worship and the prophetic utterance, like, and other people praying, it wasn't, obviously, it was the Lord. So I'm not taking any credit for myself. I'm watching as the Lord is responding to us being in agreement. And I feel like the Holy Spirit has been trying to press on us the importance of the prayer, right? Because, you know, we think Tuesday, and again, I'm putting a punch in for it. But I think that every, like, if we all got into one place in agreement on Tuesday night, 7 to 9, 10, whatever because <laughs> it's never two hours, I feel like we can shift things in the, like I have such faith now, it's almost like it deposited in me, because I walked downstairs to tell her, and I had like no emotion, it was the weirdest thing, I was like in shock, and, and then everyone else was like, and I told a bunch of people to be quiet, you know, don't tell anyone, so there's the news, so yay, victory for the Lord, and so I just say this, I just say this because I realize, I realize that I want to just stay in this place of abiding. Okay, that's one hurdle over many, right? Because I feel like the word of the Lord was to work with the angels, work with the Lord and work with the angels. And the name 
who owns the building is Archangels, for those who are just coming in. It's Archangel LLC. It's Archangel Realty LLC. So it's crazy. And he is a Jewish carpenter. So I say this because it's a ridiculous story because we're going to watch the Lord actually come through and do all these multi-miracles. Ready? We had, we, had, we had the Arbos here talking about, you know, miracles in motion. And I believe it set something in motion. I believe it did. Because when you continue to get people, right? We had Charlie Champ. We had all these people just prophesying things over the ministry. And so at, at some point, something's got to break or, or something's not happening right. Right? And so just go with me to John chapter 15, and, and we'll, kick, we'll kick this into gear. But I, I just want to thank the Lord. And you can let's just thank him ourselves corporately right now. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you as, as one unit, as one body, for moving the first stone out of the way. And we thank you, Father, for whatever you're going to do and what that looks like. Lord, we step in. Lord, we want, we want ears of knowledge, understanding. We want your counsel. We want your abiding glory. Most of all, we want your abiding glory in this place. We want you to fill, 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 and shift. Lord, I thank you that you did shift and you did move things. And powerfully, and can I just say, I know that there was people in here that night that things shifted in their lives. I know that. I know that. I know things moved. And so we need to be in this place of expectation that God's going to come and he's going to continue to work inside of us. Go to John 15 and verse 5. I am the true vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That's good. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast, he's cast out as a branch and it's withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned. Verse 7. But, it doesn't say but. But I feel like it's a but. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you may bear much fruit. So, you, be, you, sh- you will be my disciples. And so, there's, there's just complete, I just want you to see that prayer is crafted Prayer is formed. Prayer is crafted because you spend time with Jesus. Prayer is formed because you pray the word. And, and to be honest with you, that word, let me just say this. Abide means to, to wait for, remain in the state, and expect something in the future. So more than I just abide in the Lord, I'm expecting the Lord to reveal himself in a new way in the future to me. Because how many know every time we get before the Lord, the next time he has something completely different to show you. And I'm telling you, the Lord has come to me in so many different forms that I can't tell you. Every time he comes, he comes in a different way. Like he never comes in the same way to me. And so, so it is with you. 
I believe this, that the Lord, as you engage with the Lord, he will come in new, fresh ways. But as we're believing the word, as we're abiding in the word, we need to stay. And, and the word actually is not logos word. It's not the written word. It's rhema word. So that means the words that have given to you by unction, it means that God is forming those things in the atmosphere as you believe him. <laughs> Again, we're, we're praying to see the atmosphere shift. And so when I come into alignment with heaven and I come into complete abiding with the Lord and heaven's word over my life and heaven's word over the nation and heaven's word over the nations, then something begins to move. And I'm telling you that if of so many ministries, and I'm telling you there are a ton of ministries fasting in a place of fasting right now, some that have taken 40 days, some that have taken 21 days. Some, there are so many that have been in this posture of fasting and prayer that something's got to break and move. And so it's not just out of religious uh, works to make us look spiritual, right? It's to, to walk and to step into what God's destiny is, not only for yourself, but to see what it looks like over the nations. Are you hearing me? So it's like the building down the street is great, but if God doesn't come and fill the building, I don't want it. If the Lord doesn't pay for the building, I don't want it. I'm just being honest with you. I just have to be honest because I don't need a project to have a project. And I don't need enough. I sold all our real estate and we don't have a house to live in like we do, but we don't own property anymore. So now it's funny how the Lord's doing it backwards for me. Because I'm believing to move into the state, right? So here's the deal. The Lord is coming, and he's going to fill the place. And it's going to be filled with what? Glory. And him. And people filled with his glory. Right? And we, and we have to believe that the Lord's going to bring in the harvest. Hopefully it's not, and I love all you people that showed up for, to, to hang out tonight. And hopefully you come back. But I'm not interested in recycles. And I do love everyone who comes through the door. I'm not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a negative way. We need to, we need to go after the harvest. Right? So if all the, all the people that are cycling through churches come and visit and they stay put and then they get thrust into the harvest, great. But we want harvesters. Right? And so I'm believing that the word of the Lord over our lives and the one that I had on a, on a, while we were doing home church, good, that must have been 15 years ago that I was laying before the Lord and I saw the massive harvest machine. And it had tons of names written all down it. And I said, I can't even drive that thing. He said, get up there and drive it. So I'm believing that the Lord is going to bring a great harvest. It's a matter of positioning all of us in a place. And the place that you're going to position yourself is a place of prayer. Come on, it's all about prayer. We, we want mountain-moving faith, but we don't want to pray. We want earth-shaking faith faith but we would got no anointing you got no anointing that can't move a fly we're asking the lord for big huge things in our lives and shifts in our lives but i'm telling you it's the anointing that abides and the word that abides inside of you that produces that anointing to change the world amen and so i want your hearts to be expectant and we just we are because i want the fruit Right? It, it just talked about the fruit. I want the fruit. I want the fruit to be bearing. Your life is to be bearing fruit. 
It's not to be bearing rotten dead branches. Come on. Just cut them off. I'm telling you. We just have to cut the stuff off that's not bearing fruit. And some of us have people around us even that it's not bearing fruit. And God's trying to remove people and move things out of your life so that you can move into a, a bearing of good fruit in your life. And so there has to be a desire to begin to position yourself and to remove all the things, like all the stuff, all the nasty stuff I used to do, I had to cut it off. Right? I had to just remove it. I don't justify it. I don't coddle it. I just get, kill it. Like if I don't kill it, it's just going to come and thrive and cause rotten fruit on my branches and vines, right? And so, so I just need to get rid of it. And the Holy Spirit is wanting, wanting to continue to do something. So he speaks a rhema word, and, and, and I believe, listen, that's why. If I didn't, if I kept, if I thought about it, I wasn't going to take no for an answer because I just, there was something in my spirit. So when something gets dropped in your spirit, and, and again, we got a whole lot to walk through because I need to see what the deed says, if we can get rid of the, like, what happens in seven years if we fill the place and we need to move someplace else. I can't be stuck with a piece of $350,000 real estate or whatever it's worth, right, because I can't move it or sell it. So there has to be all kinds of things that God, you know, there's a combination that the Holy Spirit wants us to move. And, and I believe that we are. We're sitting in thrones of wisdom teeth. <laughs> We're sitting in thrones of wisdom. And, God, and because I have the, the king of glory who gives me all wisdom and will lead us and guide us in that. So just get ready because I believe as we continue to push in with prayer, right, and, and it is. It's kind of a push in. I don't like to strive. I don't even like warfare. But I felt like there was a warring thing that went on on, on Tuesday that, that shift and broke things. I mean, the, the, the warring was on, was on Becca. It was on, on Collins. It was, it was just, it was happening in the room. And, and I'm telling you that the Lord wants to do that more often than not. The question is, we come in, we don't want to make time. I don't want to make time. I'm just saying, I'm here. Listen, I, I want to make time for God to show up. I want to make time for him to eradicate things in my life. I'm, and I'm, it, it's not just by showing up and clicking and punching the clock here. It's every, every place that the Lord wants, right? So, yes, you want to be in corporate prayer. Yes, you want to be in the abiding anointing that he wants to just pour into you. But it has to come from a place of desire and faith, ready, the word is faithfulness, that I don't quit, that I don't give up, that I persevere, that I don't decide one, one week I'm going to be anointed, the next week I'm going to be brain damaged and forget who I am. No, serious, right? It's what happens to us. I mean, at the more God wants to come in and move into your life, he wants you to get free of forgetting the old man, like, he wants you to be free, get free from thinking old thoughts. Like, some of us are more passionate about Trump than we are the Bible. That could arise. No, it's true, man. Like, people are more passionate about politics than they are about the, the gospel. Yeah. Well, if it's a shoe, wear it. 
All right. Send your hate mail to Chris Otto, my cousin. There you go. So, anyway, abiding in the word. And so then we need to believe, believe, ready? Mark 11, that's where we were. Actually, that's where we came from on the, um, tell me when you get there. Mark 11, what verse? I don't know. You're the one preaching. 20. Actually, it goes all through this. And actually, this kind of, I don't know, the Lord just gave me a little highlight on what's going on here with the withered fig tree. Jesus said, right, if it's not bearing fruit, then burn it. And then we see in Mark, you know what? He may have even said this. I know it's John's interpretation of something he may have walked through in the midst of Mark 11. But he walked by the fig tree, and there was no fruit happening. Yet Jesus was hungry, and he cursed the tree. Why? Because it bore no fruit. So then he goes into this dissertation in John and begins to explain about abiding in the vine and not having fruit. And when you ha- and the only way you're going to have fruit is if you abide in me, right? It may. It may. I'm just saying the Holy Spirit is wanting you to be full of fruit. And, and when you're not bearing fruit, right, and the things around you are not bearing fruit, he wants to extract them. He will curse them. Yeah. Oh, you like God's cursing me? Listen, he wants those things dead if they're not feeding him. Mm. I'm telling you, if it doesn't feed the Lord, I know we think it's all about what we get from Jesus. I know, I know. I'll drink on that. Oh, man. Sometimes... We are thinking about all we get from the Lord, and that's okay. I know we have needs. But I am thinking like this, that the Holy Spirit wants you to be in a place of super fruitfulness. Verse 20, in the morning as they were passing by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, in his heart, in his heart. And this is something I touched on on the, uh, the other night. God is looking for all the unbelief to be eradicated from your heart. It's places where you've been disappointed by human things, you're disappointed by humanity come on and God is trying to eradicate those things and remove everything that gets in the way you know some of us grew up and it was rough right and a lot of things dis- we were disappointed with but I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is looking at this and, and, and I believe that he says if I, if I believe in my heart and, do, and, I don't, and I do not doubt in my heart but believe that those things he says will be done, we will have whatever he says. Now, let's not get confused. It's not for selfish desires. 
But I am telling you that God is trying to align the church in this hour to come in the, into the heart of the Lord so that we're in agreement with what he says over your life. What he says, not what you fabricate, not what you think, not, what you, not the things that you desire. Mm. Because the call of God will come and it will impregnate you and it will cause you not to quit. If I am like, right, John, who, James says this, that, that sometimes our faith can be like the wind, right? We're back and forth. And what does it say? It says that a double-minded person can't get what? Anything from the Lord. That's harsh. But that was what the Holy Spirit said. And I'm like, wow. So if I doubt in my heart, I'll get nothing. If I flip-flop on the Lord... I get nothing, and I want to bear much fruit. So that means I have, a, I have a crisis of faith. I have a crisis of faith in my life where I need to come into alignment with what his faith looks like and what it does manifest in my life. And he says, have, the, have faith in God. That means I trust him for everything. There's not one thing that I miss because I am trusting him for every single thing. And if I'm looking for heaven and earth to move, then I better trust and I better learn what pleases the Lord. I better, I better come into alignment with what pleases the king. And the Holy Spirit is saying, right, through this, he says, Therefore I say, whatever these things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you'll, you'll get them. So here's this thing I started thinking because I, we used to have an old, uh, one of the old saints out of Zion that used to live with us, and she used to talk about praying through. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, that came to mind this week. Did you pray through? Well, obviously we prayed through on one thing this week. Come on, some of you prayed through and got some results this week. So you prayed through. What does prayed through look like? Do you have to strive and, and toil? No, I think you, not, you need to posture yourself in a place where the Spirit of God begins to speak and begins to declare over you, and you come into alignment with that, and then you just listen. You just shake heaven so that it falls to the earth. Oh, I know. It sounds simple, right? Yeah. Come on. This is what I feel like the Lord is speaking right now. As you get, God wants to give us the download. He wants to give you the architectural prints over your life. He wants to give us the architectural prints over a building, what that looks like, how all the other pieces and parts come together, what, what actually is going to happen in there. Are we going to do all these other things? Like, what are we going to do with it? Is it just to say we got a building? Check. What does it look like over your life? Right? When the Holy Spirit, when he speaks to you, when he's spoken to you, he's spoken to people in this room, and he's declared things over your life, and you need to, the Holy Spirit is wanting you to come into alignment with that and pray it through. This is so different, right? Because I feel like the older saints had this, right? It was like A.A. Allen. I was listening to some, uh, I was listening to someone just talk about my old alma mater. Anyway. We're not edifying, right, with that. With that. But I realized this, that A.A. Allen, there was a testimony of A.A. Allen being in this place before the, you know, before all the miracles began to happen. Anyone know who, anyone don't know who A.A. Allen is? 
A. Allen was a saint that came. He, he was a healing evangelist in the 1950s. They worked. He saw incredible miracles. Like one miracle, especially that R.W. Schambach used to talk about, was where 26 physical miracles hit this baby. Like blind eyes were open, deaf ears were open, mute was the the mute tongue snapped back in his mouth. The, the The baby didn't have feet. Literally saw feet form on the baby. Had never spoken. Had liver damage. Like 26 major things and the baby was instantly healed instantly healed instantly healed it didn't happen because he was passive it was because he lived in another realm and he found that through the place of prayer and so we you know i'm i'm encouraging us here ready what would happen? I, I Just individually, we'll, we'll just put it that way. If individually you begin to pray in this place and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to minister to you in such a way and release vision to you that you had no, you didn't want to do anything else. Like when you came home from work, you dove into prayer. See, that's where eating and all that stuff gets eradicated because you have a desire for one thing. Like, I like a steak, but give me, you know, but give me Jesus. I'd rather have the Lord. Like, I like a, a, a you know, smash burger. Ready? I'll talk about all the food right now. Right? I don't know. Ready? I'll do it. It's just like Bill Johnson. Go watch the Food Channel while you're fasting. No, I'm serious. So the Lord is wanting us to be in this place of, like, I don't really care about anything else. I want you, Jesus. And when hunger strikes your spirit like that, you can't put it out. And it has to be supernatural. Like literally, the story is he went, he, went, he told his wife, I'm going in the room to, to pray and fast. And he kept coming out because he smelt the cooking. And then he finally said, please, don't let me out. I'm locking myself in. Don't let me out no matter what happens in there. Like this is the place that you need to be. I'm telling you. And the Lord, and again, it's not in striving, and I'm not trying to gain God's confidence in me, because you know that's a dead end. Come on, just admit it. And I, and I want him to trust me because I love him so much, because I just can't help but just do whatever. He knows I'm just going to be a fool and do whatever he says. Like, I just don't care. I'll do whatever you say. And as you just show me, Every step, because he'll show you, ready, you're going to have faith for this, because I, I, there has to be a place where you believe in declaring according to the Spirit. You want to believe the Lord and do it according to the Spirit. What does that mean? That means you get, this is, this is the Spirit that gives you the desire to seek him, and then you begin to declare and speak those things. Like, I'm telling you, there was something that shifted, and it's happened in my life before. Like, I was down in the basement. I was preaching young. I was young early in the ministry. I was out in Ohio, and I had, oh, it was rough. I'll just tell you it was rough. It was rough. And I went into this church. The first night, it was like, man, couldn't find the anointing. Ain't nothing anointed in here. I, we all might as well just go home. 
And I went back to my friend's house, and I went into the trailer, and I just began to pray. And miracles didn't pop. Healing didn't pop. Because I remember one guy came up. No, I don't feel no different. I said, give me that arm. I'll make it feel better. (laughs) No compassion gift. No compassion gift. But I'm telling you, I could see. I felt something move in the spirit that day. Ready? So even on Tuesday... There was just a movement. You could feel the movement. And, and people, everyone in this room, you'll know when God moves and he shifts in the spirit. And I'm telling you, sometimes you got to shout at that thing. Sometimes you have to be very aggressive with that thing. Sometimes you just need your car. And just be quiet, you know, yell at yourself in the car or whatever you got to do. No, I'm telling you. So just get ready for that. And then I just felt like also that the Lord is just declaring that. He wants us to, to begin to step into that place. And I, I, de- I just declared this at the end of, fr- of, of Tuesday night because I know this, that he wants to, ready, in, ch- in uh, Daniel chapter 7, he wants you to take your place and he wants you to occupy. Here's the deal. You can pray, but if you don't take your place, you'll never occupy. And so the Lord is wanting the entire church to occupy, not just the pastors. And, and I, get, I get all the thing about leaders and pastors, and, and we do the best that we can to lead with confidence and to lead with strength. But I'm going to tell you, there's so many things I do not know about what God does. Come on, nod your heads with me. I'm telling you, there's so many things that God does, and most people aren't transparent. Ready? So you just go to this place, because he wants to give it to you. Daniel chapter 7, he wants you to occupy. He says, but in verse 18, it says that the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. And I just thought it was interesting that, the pro- that through the prophetic utterance, he says, even ever. Like he is an, there is an emphasis that there is, there is this prophetic uh, vision that he goes through. He has an encounter with the Ancient of Days, but he sees through the, through the epochs of time. He sees through time and sees a generation that begins to step in and begins to possess the kingdom. And he's even seeing things in history that already have happened. They've already gone by, but it doesn't mean they're they're done. Like, we don't live here as cessationists. Like, it didn't stop on the 59th year uh, after Jesus Christ died and the last apostle went to their grave or whatever it is. It doesn't look, it doesn't happen like that. I'm telling you, God did not say something so that it might never happen again. I'm telling you, but he wants you to possess. He wants you to receive and possess the kingdom. Verse 21, I was watching in the same time, uh, excuse me, I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them. And let me just say this, there's an antichrist spirit. Look at me, everyone in this room, you better wake up now. The Lord himself has spoken this through the prophet. 
that there is an antichrist spirit that is against the church. It's anti-anointing. Why did I start with the anointing? Because we need to end with the anointing. The anointing of God. It's an anti-anointing. It's the antichrist spirit. It comes against what you're trying to do. It comes against everything you're trying to push into. It wants to stop you from breaking through in prayer. It wants to keep you from being healed. It wants to keep you from being set free. It wants to keep you from possessing the next thing that God wants for you. It wants to keep you and resist you. Hello. And so this is that thing that was in the atmosphere that I'm like, there's something that's trying to just push against what we're trying to do. And I can feel it. Like, there are certain things you can't tell me, and that's that. I know when things are coming against and pushing back, and it may not even happen in physical form, but it may th- you may just feel it. Ready? And so it says here, it says they're making war and prevailing. Like, they were winning. Like, the bad guys were winning. Come on, spirits of darkness and powers, they were winning. But it says this, and I, and I believe partly it's, it's inclusive of what the Lord, when, when the Lord came and the cross, uh, the blood of Jesus came and eradicated sin, sickness, and death. This is part of it. I believe what that is, it's prophetic of. But until the ancients of days came and a judgment was made in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came and the saints And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Can I just say this about Tuesday night? Here is what I saw. I went to put, I literally, I tried to put the mic down three times. I put the mic down and I went over here. And as soon as I turned towards the stage, I saw the Lord's gavel come down. Whack. And I saw it. I saw the Lord make a decision in favor of the saints. That's how I took it. I saw this scripture in action, and he will do this for us. And I'm not even into the courts of heaven stuff. Like, all right? I'm not there. I believe you're making things way too difficult. I think that the Holy Spirit is praying through his saints will come, and the Lord will come up in front of you and just begin to slam. I've already taken care of it. And so God wants to make you a weapon in the spirit to thrash the enemy. Come on, to thrash everything that's not good in the earth. Are you with me? All right, here's the thing. Get ready, stay in a position, because God wants to release this so that you possess what he has for you. Remember, I was talking about the lentil field, David's mighty men. I'm telling you it's the same thing. It's just reiterated in a different way this week. I'm telling you that there's a portion that God has for you. There's a portion that God has for the body of Christ. There's a portion that he has for every church uh, body that they're supposed to possess and take over. And I don't think God does little. Are you hearing me? I don't think that he does maybe, oh, I'll throw you a bone and you'll get by. No. I think that the Lord comes and he says, I want you to possess the kingdom. How much can you believe me for? And so tonight I just want to posture ourselves at that point because he wants us to be in our true place. And that means you're about to step in and walk into that place and possess what he's spoken over your life. Listen, passivity, if you need a, if you need a jackhammer to get you out of the house to get to church, You need to pray. I'm just being honest. 
If you need a, a, a stick of dynamite to move you, to position you, to get you into the right place at the right time, you need to repent and pray. So we're going to get rid of some of that, and it's not because of anything that anyone's doing in the building. Like, you understand? But I know that the Lord wants to eradicate that in our lives because when that goes, and it's not all about showing up for church. I know. I know. But part of being in position, like, let me just explain it like this. And again, I'm not really into the warfare scene, but I do feel like we are an army, right? And so if I cannot depend on the person to the right and to the left of me, that means I could get whacked. And I know we don't think like this. I know we don't think strategically like this, but we need to have to, we need to start. Because I believe that the Lord is doing this so that you partner with one another, that you have confidence with one another. That if I say to one of my platoon leaders, I don't know how we even do this, right? I'm just making stuff up. I'm making stuff up. If I have to say to one of my leaders and they get to the point, if they go to take the ridge and they need me to tell them how to position themselves, that doesn't help me. I know I've got vets in the room. And I, I know this. I know that there has to be this place where I have confidence in the person I'm sending up there to, to watch out for the rest of the people that they, they, need, they need to be able to be initiate things that they never even thought because they're trained to kill. I feel like there's something that the Lord wants to put in us, and it's not so that we're always on war. Because I love Jesus, and I'd rather be a lover than a fighter. But I know this, that I feel like the enemy is trying to strike and move. You know how many people he, tried, he moved out of the ministry just in COVID-19? I, I don't even want to know the number. But I feel like so many got sit down because they, they, lay, they rolled over. Oh, what happens is, with me, I'm just wired that you just come. Like, I want to be in a place where I am not afraid of what's going to happen around the corner. You cannot operate in fear and have victory. So I'm saying this to everyone in the room because I know that the Lord wants to set some people free from places where they've, they've drawn back, places where they might be fearful, all these things. But he's called you to possess the, he called you right now to possess the kingdom. Like if I'm called to take the hill, then I'm going. Like that's why I would take, you know, I'm like, this is it, last straw. This is the last straw. Like I have no other cards. And the Lord moved things. So that tells me, go, move to the next place. You made it. Move to the next place. And I feel like there's, there's the, a spirit that wants to be, like, resting. I feel like the spirit of God wants to rest on a people. You don't question who you are. You just go up and possess the land.
I forget where I pulled it from the other night, but it was, it was numbers somewhere, where Caleb goes up on the top of the mountain, and he eradicates three giants. Like, he gets them, he removes them from the top. Why? Why? Because it says that Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit. He didn't have the same spirit that the other ten had that said, no, we can't go in the land, we can't, we'll, be, we'll be killed. No, he had, a, he had a spirit that said, I will eradicate everything that gets in the way, and I will take my, my inheritance at the top of that hill. And so everyone in here, let's stand. I need help. I just want to begin to pray. And really, that's, that's what I feel like we're supposed to ask for right now. Lord, give me a different spirit. Give me a different spirit. Give me that spirit. And I know I'm just, I threw that out at the end, but I feel like that's the spirit on which the Lord wants to end and pull us in. And listen, some of you, you've been struggling, but God wants to give you a different spirit. So I'm, I'm saying this so that any place where you've been struggling, the Lord wants to touch you. And God wants to make you a weapon. Are you hearing me? He wants you to be a weapon. He wants you to get up and step back into the fight. And again, there's going to be a place where you begin to land and walk, and God's going to instruct you. Lord, I thank you for victory. I thank you for victory. Yeah, I thank you that you already moved stuff in the room. Lord, we thank you for what you did on Tuesday and Wednesday. We thank you for that. But that's just one, one little skirmish. <laughs> I'm super thankful, but I know it's one skirmish. And so God wants to use you. Lord, use everyone in this room to shift heaven that it might manifest on the earth through their lives. Come on, put your hands right up, right up. It's not time. Just stay. Stay right here. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you eradicate every enemy, everything that gets in front of where we're going. I thank you, Father. It's time for every, every saint in this room to possess the kingdom. I thank you, Father. It's a, a time to possess the kingdom. Lord, I thank you, Father, for every place that there's been trauma and that's kept them out. But, Father, I thank you that they're moving in and, and positioned to receive, Father, even tonight.